hello and welcome to our weekly fireside chat this is the replay and you got here right on time so thanks for joining and thanks for uh being a member of our community hope you enjoy the rest of the show so if it's the first time you join us we do this typically every single wednesday although this is our last show of the year so we're in for a treat we're joined by shauna hoffer who's the Chief Information Security Officer at St. Luke's Health Systems. Uh, so we're happy to have you here joining us this evening, Shauna. So thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule. Um, I'm just going to go through a few quick logistics. Uh, I'm just waiting for folks to file in. I do see Katie just joined us. So Katie, thanks for uh, popping in. Uh, so I'm just going to go over a few quick logistics. Again, if it's the first time you join us, we do this every single Wednesday. Uh, but this is our last show of the, of the year, so uh, uh, we will have an opportunity for you to go back and listen to some of our prior uh, podcasts uh, at some point in time, and we'll share that uh, via LinkedIn once that is available. Uh, so have no fear. There will be more great content for you to listen to. Um, usually, I, I go through a few quick uh, housekeeping items, and the one thing that I always like to say, it's the middle of the week. It's a Wednesday. Let's have a really good time. Let's have fun. Let your hair down. You've got a lot of stress going on, probably with your day job or other things that you got going on, but it's the middle of the week. Let's use this as an opportunity to really get to know our guests, get to dive in a little bit deeper, learn more about her and her sort of her career and journey from her, her particular life journey, if you will. Um, and keep in mind that our opinions expressed this evening are really our own. They're not representative of our current or prior employers. So we ask that you keep that in mind and be, and be respectful of that. Uh, if you do want to quote us on any sort of uh, magazines or articles or the likes, uh, because we said something that really uh, struck a good chord with you, you know, we just ask that you reach out to us uh, prior to doing so and, and just obtain that permission. If there's any vendors in the audience, we are happy to have you here. We honestly are happy to have you here. But we do ask that you do keep one rule in mind. If you do jump up on stage and you do uh, want to ask a question, we are absolutely encouraging of that. But please don't come on stage and sell us on your latest and greatest project or initiative or product. Uh, use a different time and a different opportunity to sell us on that. Use this time and opportunity to really get to know our guests uh, and really get to grow with us as a community. Um, so without further ado, I'm just going to go quickly around the room. Shauna, we'll leave you for last. I'm Tomas Maldonado. I'm the CISO at the NFL. Russell, over to you. So cool to be here. It's hard to believe almost three years of doing this. Really enjoy it. Um, Russell Eubanks here, founded my own company three years ago, Security Ever After, where I help cybersecurity professionals get promoted. But Anil, over to you. Thanks, Russell. Anil Varghese. I'm senior, senior operating advisor for Francisco Partners and uh, multiple times CISO. On to you, Lisa. Hey, hey, it's Wednesday. Um, it's good to be here. It's good to be in this with all of you. My name is Lisa Beth Lentini Walker. I am a compliance, ethics, and corporate governance geek, proudly so. And um, I currently work at Marquetta and also run a small uh, consulting firm called Lumen Worldwide Endeavors. On to you, Hussein. Hi, good evening, Hussein Syed, uh, CISO at Robert Johnson Healthcare System here in New Jersey. Over to you, Katie. Hi, I'm Katie Hanahan. I'm the uh, 
Chief Security Officer for the uh, CISO program at a boutique SI out of Chicago, also on the, on the street right now. So sorry about the noise. Um, been in the industry for 20 years. Thank you. Thanks, Katie. Thanks, co-hosts. And thank you, Shauna. So Shauna, why don't you take a moment and you can take as long as you want. Why don't you introduce yourself? And while you're going through your introduction, why don't you tell us a little bit more about you and your origin story? Well, I, I have to say first, Tomas, thank you for having me here. And for the for the panel, um, so great to, to hear from all of you. Um, you're, you're slightly intimidating, so I'll do my best to uh, meet uh, your your caliber. Uh, I'm I'm really excited to be with all of you. My my origin story, uh, you know, I'm I really don't think I'm that interesting. So I I hope that you'll you'll help me um, just kind of find interest in in the way I got brought into cybersecurity and how I got here because it's it's one of those probably like many you didn't plan it. Um, you just kind of landed here and, and I'm so grateful uh, that I did. But when I think about really me and, and how I got here and, and I love the way you call it kind of my origin story, uh, I think it really comes down to who I am as a person is, is why I am, is why I am here at St. Luke's in this role. And to kind of provide some context and kind of shaping who I am. I, I will go back quite a bit, even I think to my childhood. Um, I grew up, I, I live in Boise, Idaho. Um, I grew up in a town for the most part, about two hours south of here um, called Twin Falls. Um, you know, it's, it's the place, one of the places where Evil Knievel jumped, you know, over a canyon on a dirt bike. Um, it's, it's, claim to fame, but it's, you know, relatively, relatively small. Um, and it's a, it's a very conservative town, very conservative um, state in general. And when I was younger, um, my mom came out of the closet and it was, it was really fascinating, I think, and really shaped who I am as, as a person, because I, I learned really early on um, the the impact of people being treated um, in ways they don't deserve simply because they were different. Um, and and that has been really impactful for me and kind of shaping shaping me. Uh, in addition to that, um, my family in this same small town uh, owns owns a very local American homemade everything diner. And I grew up working there. Uh, it was so much fun. And, and part of what shaped me in that is I learned how to focus on customer service, which is, um, I think, such a valuable experience for anyone. Uh, but it really, it really challenged me to pursue excellence and, and take on a challenge at a young age. And, and I mean that in simple things such as some of the most challenging customers were my favorite customers because I really just dug in and made a, a commitment that, you know, this, this customer will soon become my, 
my favorite and I'm going to become their favorite because I'm committed and I love a challenge. Um, and you know, this is, this is something I want to take on. And I, it really kind of inspired me, uh, to, to want to, to want to solve problems and getting, you know, growing up in, in through high school, I had big dreams. I wanted to go out and explore, um, an adventure and, you know, I was actually the first person in my family um, to go to college. I didn't know how to pursue looking at colleges. Um, and I remember my mom and I went to one of those college advisor nights and the the college advisor at the time really encouraged students to pursue liberal arts school. So as a as a freshman in college, I actually ended up at Hobart and William Smith, which is in upstate New York. Uh, I learned in, in my time there that I um, am not um, a liberal arts student. Um, so I, I, but, and I got a little homesick. So I, I ended up uh, transferring to Boise State for a year, but still didn't get that adventure I needed. And I, and I went back. I went actually to CUNY Baruch um, in New York uh for another year and also learned that i i don't think i'm a new yorker but i'm so glad that i experienced it it was fantastic um and and i ended up coming back uh to boise to finish my undergrad uh at boise state university um in in accounting actually and as i finished my undergrad um, looking around at what all the other accounting graduate students do, they, you know, generally they're trying to get into a big four in accounting or in audit or tax. And, and really neither, neither of those sounded very exciting to me. Um, so I kind of looked at what my dad, my dad's a computer programmer uh, for the U.S. Postal Service. And I was, I was intrigued at the idea of being able to blend IT and accounting. And so I went on to get my master's at San Diego State and focused on accounting information systems. And, and it was there where I kind of saw opportunity for these worlds to come together. Um, and through just ex ex incredibly unique moments in time, um, I I was given kind of an opportunity to to interview with Deloitte non-traditionally and got offered a job with them outside um, of, of my master's. And I ended up starting in the Salt Lake City office and ultimately um, transferred to Boise. And it was just a great initial experience into the uh, professional world, right? I mean, growing up, with us in a small diner, I, I wasn't I wasn't introduced to the to the corporate environment. Understanding just general IT controls, of course, I think is gives a really a broad understanding um, of of a way the business runs and on an IT shop, but also gives you that lens of risk, and that was really kind of my first foray, I think, into um, risk management and and understanding that concept. And as I was at Deloitte, I got a call from St. Luke's. Um, one of the one of the directors are asking me to interview for a manager position, leading their identity and access management team. 
And my gut reaction was no, thank you. Um, you know, I'm, I'm on a great track at Deloitte. I'm doing great. I'm going to stay at least until manager. I know many who have worked in public accounting kind of get in their mind, you know, when they, when they think they'll leave, um, if at all. And my husband, my husband really pushed me um, to, to at least interview, at least have the conversations. And I did. And I'm so glad I did. My boss, um, he's actually still my boss now, is, is who I interviewed eight and a half years ago with. And he's very convincing. Um, he, he persuaded me that this job was for me. And though leading the identity and access management team for a couple of years maybe wasn't exactly for me, what it's grown into has been just right. And I'm so grateful. Um, in, in the first two years, I led identity and access management and, and my boss, who was the CISO at the time, was was promoted to the CIO and kind of looked around at, you know, do we want to bring someone external in uh, to, to fill that CISO role? And or is there someone internally? And I and I, you know, quite frankly, um, was was very naive at the time and just put my hand up and said, Hey, I'll, I'll give it a shot. Um, and the organization, you know, the, just, they, they put their trust in me as a very young and experienced leader, um, to grow into, um, honestly, the, the, the role that I'm in today, um, you know, if, if they would have given me a CISO title eight years ago or seven, six years ago, I would have been terrified, but, but I kind of grew up leading cybersecurity, um, in, and I grew into the CISO role at St. Luke's and it's, it's been an incredible experience, um, surrounded by in, incredible people and leaders and, and teams and, really has gotten me to where I'm at today. So at a high level, Tomas, that's how I how I became CISO at St. Luke's. That's awesome. And and that's that's a very interesting origin story. A lot of interesting points there. I heard I love New York. I heard that. Definitely heard that. Um I I I connected with uh with your customer service experience. Uh you know I I think that that's probably one of the benefits that I know that has helped me in my career, uh, just having that customer focus and customer service orientation, if you will. So that's great. No, but um, I'll pass it over to Russell. Uh, anything you want to ask, uh, Sean? Oh, absolutely. I, I've, Shauna, I've loved what you've shared. Uh, the, you started off uh, underselling uh, what you've achieved and, and through what you shared, I had so many questions, but uh, I, I love what you said, you know, a small town girl, I was telling the moderators, I was listening to the certain journey song about that. So I'm like, wow, that's how neat is that to be thinking about uh, the words that you said, but the thing that you, you mentioned about growing into your CISO role really intrigued me. You talked about your customer service focus and literally serving people uh, in the family restaurant. Uh, a, a lot of us nerds, 
a lot of us cyber people, a lot of us geeks and whatever we call ourselves, really suffer with that. We like to go technical. We like to talk about the cyber things, but we don't focus a lot on cybersecurity. And, and I've seen in me, I've seen in others that, that, that lack. If you could talk to uh, all of us right now and give us one piece of advice of how we could level up and be more like you in customer service, uh, what would you share with us? For me, it's all about relationships. And, you know, I, what you, what you highlighted in your strengths and your technical background is, is, was my greatest fear coming into this role. Um, you know, I, I was, I was sure that I, I couldn't even do this because I didn't have the technical background and understanding, um, that I needed. And I, I sought out mentors here locally in Boise who who explained to me at the time, and I didn't understand it until very recently, that it actually was a it was a strength for me because it allowed me to focus more on building the relationships with my stakeholders, building relationships with my peers, um, networking, all of those things that kind of as you mentioned as 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 technical individuals and oftentimes kind of those um you know introverted individuals they they aren't focused on it but but because that's who I am and and it just comes naturally to me and I I enjoy it it's really been my strength and and why I've been really given the trust I think to grow in this role is is really back to people and relationships I love that so much, this idea of how to, for you leaning into your strengths and for us, uh, us mere mortals who don't have that strength, to be able, the ability to be able to think about it uh, in that way. So I, I love that so much. And I appreciate your uh, response to that. Uh, but Anil, uh, over to you. Thanks, Russell. Uh, Sean, thanks for carving out the time. Uh, you know, one of the things you touched upon was getting a variety, wide variety of experiences and exposure, whether it's going to school in New York or coming back, or your roles in consulting. Talk about uh, your experience in the sense of exposure uh, and, and what that did for your career in the sense of getting exposed to different environments, different sets of operations, different sets of people, how did that influence your overarching view of not just your current role, but also where you decided where that led you on to? I think the greatest value in in my experience, and, and particularly probably at Deloitte, um, Anil, is is it it gave me that exposure as as you mentioned to many different sizes of organizations, uh, many different operating models, missions, I mean, you, you name it. And for me, one of the, one of the things that I glean most out of that is, is understanding for me, um, what's important and, and what I, what I learned in, in my time at Deloitte and kind of the exposure working for, you know, a, a profit driven company, for example, is that, I I enjoy working for mission driven organization and and for me I think that's where I've really found kind of my calling in healthcare is I I can I 
have so much passion in being able to help people. And so far, what I've found in the organizations that I've been introduced to is that healthcare is just a great place to do that and really feel good about what I what I can offer and what I can contribute back to the to my community uh, here locally in Idaho what I can contribute to the healthcare industry or even the, the cybersecurity industry. Um, I, I don't know that I would have understood or appreciated that if I hadn't had that exposure to other organizations, if that makes sense. No, that's great. I appreciate you highlighting that. It's, you know, as, as a you know mentor, to others, you know, that's, I've also conveyed, try to share that, that experience because you get that perspective that you otherwise wouldn't get. But in the same vein, as you talked about, while you get to see other industries, other organizations, you get to see what you like, but more importantly, what you don't like. So you can focus that path or say, hey, maybe this is a direction I want to go to. But you wouldn't have gotten that view uh, this that early on in your career, that path. So it's great to share for you to share that. On to you, Lisa. I have to say, I have been truly enjoying this conversation, Shauna. You have a fascinating background, um, and I think it's so wonderful to see um, CISOs in, in, in different industries. And the one that you're in, um, a lot of times, you know, we, we worry about um, making decisions and some of the stresses, stresses and pressures that go with that, but in the healthcare space, that has always seemed to be a, a place where, you know, human um, life and the sanctity of, 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 of each person is something that is always at the forefront and where the decisions and the availability really can be life or death decisions. So my question for you is, as you've experienced these different things in kind of for-profit in industries, et cetera, what is the hardest part? about the job that you currently have um, working with St. Luke's and what's the thing that makes it the best job? I love the question. And I think the answer is, is almost similar for both. And it, and it ties back to those lives. Um, you know, I think the the hardest part for me is, is, is knowing that part of what I'm driving in this organization um, can impact someone's life truly at the end of the day. Um, you know, obviously I'm, I didn't go into um, healthcare as a medical professional and um, I, I am beyond grateful for those who have and who have confidence in um, you know, their abilities to, I mean, I think about surgeons and their ability to, to put their, their hands on and in people um, with, with that pressure of directly impacting their lives. And, I, and though, I, you know, slightly farther removed, it's, it's stress. I mean, the, I, I work in a community and, and this organization serves this community, you know, of my family and of my friends. And as we talk about the adverse effects potentially of a cyber event, um, you know, we have conversations and people in this organization have conversation about how meaningful it is to them 
because it could be their family member um, who's who's on the table um, when that happens and how important it is for all of us um, to make sure that that there aren't those uh, adverse reactions. And so that that pressure for me, I think, is is the hardest part, some while also the most meaningful, because going back to I want to be able to help um, and and. I need to feel like what I'm doing is contributing and and will provide great outcomes. And I I think that I am. Um, you know, I, I have tremendous confidence in my, my team and the progress that we've made and and the time that we've been here. Um, but really it does come down to um, people. Well, you know, oftentimes the things that are the hardest about our, our jobs are the ones that are make the job the best. So I, I, I love that answer. And I love, you know, that you're able to dedicate yourself to, to you know, serving lives and serving, you know, human beings in a way that really makes a difference. We don't have to be surgeons to have impact. So um, exactly. I really appreciate I really appreciate you sharing yeah. that. Um, Hussein, uh, you're up next. Thank you, Katie. So, Shauna, as you can tell, I'm also in healthcare, yeah. been in healthcare for the last 20 years, and as a CISO for the last six years. And, you know, healthcare is going through a huge transformation, not just in the technology and digital side, but also in the diversity, inclusion and all that good stuff that needed to happen many years ago and is happening now. Um, so being in a conservative space and have lived through some of that yourself, uh, is there anything you can share about how you feel about diversity, inclusion, and what do you do in your you know spare time to help those causes? Thank you. I, I love the question. You know, I, I think... In Idaho, we have an opportunity to Im improve the appreciation of diversity, equity, inclusion efforts, and and that is that is true of of St. Luke's as an organization as well. Um, as as you referenced, right, very conservative state. I think Boise. Um, with within Idaho is is a little bit further along there um, than some of those other spaces, and and for me it's um, it, it it's really making intentional decisions, having intentional conversations. For example, um, you know in, within St. Luke's, my cybersecurity team. Um, you know, it's a, it's a, I'm proud to say it's a pretty diverse team, um, which is, is sometimes actually hard to achieve here because the population isn't as diverse as I wish it was. Um, and, and, and so really as a, as a leader trying to drive that, um, is, is important to me. Um, you know, as I mentioned, um, you know, I have family and I think, you know, many of us do, um, my uh, welcoming my moms. I love talking about my mom and her wife and in conversations where 
I remember, in fact, when I when I first met or sat down with my boss when I got this job, um, he he serves as a as a leader in his church, and you know is um, known to be a, a pretty conservative um, religion. And I just told him, you know, right right away, you know, um, you know, I'm. You know, my my mom is married to a, to a woman, and I, I fully embrace and love them. And and he was just really thrown off, and and really, but but the fact that I had to have that conversation with him tells me, you know, there's work to be done. Um, and he was great about it. But nowadays, I feel like it's been a while since then, and it's it's really just more. It's I don't have to explain it anymore. My, I'm going to have dinner with my parents. I'm going to have dinner with my moms. And and if people want to ask questions, I would love to talk to them about my upbringing and my experience and how me being shaped and grown um, by female women, my, my moms, I cannot talk highly enough about how much they have shaped, I think, the the person that I am and the person that I'm proud of. Um, and, and so contributing to that as a, as a positive experience, um, is, is so important to me, um, and to them and, and anything that I can provide the support, um, that they need as well. Um, I, I think there's always room to be done there. Um, I, I love the work um, that's being driven um, in our organization and others. Um, and and I, I think we just have some opportunity mm-hmm. in Idaho um, in particular, unfortunately, to, to get a little bit further than where we're at today. Thank you. You uh, navigated that terrain quite well there. Over to you, Katie. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Hi, Shauna. It's so great to meet you um, and uh, appreciate, you know, everything you're, you're bringing to the table in our discussion today, but um, just even in the you know, physical space that you're in, right? Um, mm-hmm. I really appreciated your background. I'm a small town girl. I grew up in a, a town that did not even have a, a stoplight. <laughs> you know? Love it. Yeah. Like not even a, a flashing light stop sign like we are in a group together and i i love that and i love the inclusion that you've you know incorporated in this conversation as well and um if i could just real briefly i just want to because we've moved over to linkedin audio recently from uh, clubhouse i just want to reset the room a little bit because we um have invited a lot of people into this space and just want to make sure everyone knows that we're here every single wednesday night um we have for two years um doing a fireside chat where we talk about not just this industry um, and what we have to accomplish every day, but really the stories of the people that, you know, have, have make this industry work and, and, and make us function as a community. So thank you for joining this community. And I'm so thankful to um, have the opportunity to ask you a question um, as moderator. And so I wanted to ask you a, a question uh, and it might be a difficult question. And um, the question I have is, what is the most difficult situation that you have been in as a, a woman in this industry? Um, curious uh, what, uh, what advice you can give to people as they 
um, enter into this industry and then also as an executive in this industry, what you would say? Yeah, thank you for the question. I spend a lot of time thinking about um, how to navigate the the balance of, you know, the the conversation females females um, in this industry. Of course, I I would love to see more. Um, but as I think about my journey, I I've had such great experiences as a female professional. I've been surrounded by incredible people, very supportive people. Um, and but for me, I think the biggest challenge it was making a decision and understanding um, how to balance parenthood and career woman. Um, and you know, bef- before I decided to have children, you know, I I knew I wanted to be a, I wanted a successful career. You know, I I wanted to be able to support myself independently if needed, for example. Um, and, and as I started that career and realized how much time and effort you put into it, I honestly didn't understand, um, or comprehend how you, how you fit kids into that. Um, and I remember going to a women leadership, um, conference and there, there was a panel and, just these these incredible women who've just accomplished so much in their careers and also you know were were moms and and they it just blew me away and I could not comprehend you know how do you do it um and and the response I got when I asked the question was well you kind of just you just figure it out you just do it and <laughs> although it wasn't you know a clear cut answer that I'm sure I was hoping for at the time. It, it was, it was the truth. And I think as a mom and I heard, you know, kids and, and Lisa, Lisa's background, um, you know, that's, that's what I would want to talk to women about today is, you know, it is hard being a mom and being um, an executive, a leader, a career driven woman at the same time. Quite frankly, it is hard. Um, but it's doable, uh, you know, and it's it's an incredible experience. Um, and, you know, I, 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 I kick myself all the time for, you know, this pressure that I that I put on myself. And honestly, I think moms put on themselves for having to be the perfect mom while also putting the pressure on myself for having to be the the perfect leader, um, the perfect team member at school or at work. And, you know, I I think having conversations with with women who want all of those things, the, the advice I would give is find balance. You know, I think that we have to be kind to ourselves and setting realistic expectations on what's achievable and being okay with that, being okay to focus on our needs so that we can give back to our, to our family and that we can give back, um, you know, to, to the, to our careers and uh, just acknowledging that being perfect at everything. And this is something that I've been working on both, 
personally and professionally being being perfect at everything comes at a cost um and and usually an unnecessary um an unnecessary one and that's it, it, it's just something that we all have to kind of find in ourselves and i and i think for 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 those of us who have you know the privilege of of raising families um while working um you know grateful for those who have you know significant others who can who can weigh in um and and be a a huge help there certainly is something that that i have and um and very happy for but it it doesn't take away kind of that that urge to still be be the perfect it's it's a constant kind of mental discussion that i have with myself of does do i need to provide um my kids for their school the perfect looking platter or can i just go buy a a pre-made set of vegetables and take it to their school party it's just a small example but little things like this that take up the time and space and energy <laughs> in your brain yes, yes. um that to focus on um it, it it takes away from your ability to focus on other things and so for me kind of thinking about me in that role and how if if, if i could kind of just offer that that advice back it's it, it really is it's just it's finding the right balance and knowing that it not everything has to be perfect and it's it's going to be okay well i'm very surprised that uh, people in your community do not think you're perfect because per <laughs> perfectly based on this conversation uh you're perfect no honestly it's so tough uh i i'm a it person is. in my you know age of life where i do have children that are going to school and doing things and having to navigate that so that's why i asked the question i really appreciate you being so candid and so honest about you know what it means to be a part of this community but also being a part of your own community you know as a cybersecurity mm -hmm. professional so um really appreciate that you know kind of deep dive into what it looks like to be a person in this industry you know whether or not we're, we're women or not right um anyone exactly. who has responsibilities related to you know what were traditional, you know, female responsibilities, but are not anymore, right? The world is changing. So really appreciate your perspective and um, so thankful to have met you tonight. And thank you again for joining us. Um, back to you, Tomas. Thanks, Katie. Uh, just want to open it up to, uh, to the audience and, and great conversation so far. Uh, thank you, Shauna, for, for sharing so much uh, about, your your experiences and your journey and i and i do uh obviously i'm not a woman but i do agree with you with a lot of the uh, challenges that women do face I, I see it in my in the women in my life uh for, for my mom and from and for my wife so yeah, i do i do see those challenges uh, uh if there's anybody in the audience that does want to ask a question and join the conversation feel free to raise your hand and we will bring you up on stage uh now is about that time so feel free to raise your hand and i'll bring you up on stage and you can ask your question live with shauna shauna i want to pivot and ask you about i usually like to add to my audible list um what are you reading or what are you listening to if you have time and and actually before you answer that i was going to say and agree with katie as well you know i'm also a small town boy you know, I grew up in a small town of, of New York City. You know, we only had like <laughs> one street light, 
you know, that worked <laughs> in the Bronx, uh, in the Bronx, New York. But uh, no, what are you reading? What are you reading, Shauna, if, if, or, or listening to if you do uh, sort of audiobooks? Yeah. Um, well, before I answer that, let me re- let me remind you that career professional and I have very small children. So th- my my audible list is longer on the would like to read side of it than have actually achieved um, <laughs> in reading it. Um, one of the things that we j- I actually just finished reading um, is a book called Do What Matters Most, and it was an intentional, really kind of to focus on um, prioritization. How do you make sure that the things that you're doing um, are the right things and setting yourself up for um, success and um, having a having a vision um, that you're achieving? And it was it was interesting, kind of reading it from the aspect of what's your personal vision and for each of the roles that you are as a human being um you know what are your vision for those and and it was a it was a good reflection for me and in, in taking a step back and going um that's a great question um even even professionally um you know i asked myself that as well you know where where do i want what do i want to be when i grow up uh you know i um have I don't know. I, I love what I'm doing. Um, and I'm, and I'm sure that I'm going to want to do a whole lot more. Uh, and so it was, it was a great book just to, to inspire reflection, um, and, and some just kind of thoughtful, um, planning on long-term and kind of just day-to-day, um, survival and prioritization. Surprised you didn't say like the cat in a hat or some ABC <laughs> book or something like that. That would have been applicable as well. Some of those books are really helpful to keep you grounded and and keep you really in tune <laughs> with what's really important in life. But no, that's a that's a good book. I just looked it up uh, and I added it to my wish list. So maybe I'll get around to listen to that. Thank you for that, Shauna. Uh, Russell, over to you. Thanks, Tomas. You know, and uh, just, Sean, I just really love this conversation so much. Uh, and the challenges, the path that you've had, again, your focus on customer service is just something that's just really stuck with me. Um, what, um, uh, and I know I asked that question earlier about, you know, what's some advice, what's some things that we can do to serve our customers and clients uh, better? Um, what would be another thing? What would be a, a second thing that we could consider uh, if we wanted to be more like Shauna and focus in on customer service while also being true to yourself, true to your profession, true to to who you are? Uh, I'd love uh, love a little bit more on that one. Sure. Um, I think what I what I would offer, um, and this goes back to I'm gonna I'm gonna give you an, an example that goes all the way back to kind of serving in a diner. Um, you know, I think looking at that, that customer service lens as, as a fun challenge. I think that that's something for me that, um, it's, it's about perspective and it's about recognizing that, you know, the person in front of you, you know, maybe they're a little cranky today, um, for as an example, um, or maybe they're cranky every time. You, you never know. Um, but but if you were to 
kind of take that on as I'm going to, I'm going to change the way that this person sees me or that they see this organization every single time that they come in. Um, and how can I do it in a fun way? I think finding finding humor or finding ways to um, really just brighten someone's day is part of that. You know, I, I for example, um, it, going back to customer service, serving in a restaurant, I, I remember I had um, this, this customer who was so cranky and he absolutely was not a fan of grape jelly. I don't know if you remember when you go to the, to a restaurant, they have the little jelly packets um, that a lot of times they sit on the table and it seems like the grape jelly, there's always grape jelly because no one wants grape jelly. They're always looking for like the mixed, um, the mixed ones. And, you know, for me, it was, let's, let's take this opportunity to turn this into, let's turn it into fun. I want to make this guy laugh. Um, so in, instead of, you know, depriving this person who didn't love grape jelly of grape jelly, I would, I would throw piles of grape jelly on his plate, um, on, on his food. And now, you know, thinking back might not have been, you know, the most, um, hygienic idea, but at the time, um, it, it was just, it, it made him laugh and it made him, um, he just changed and, and it went from, he was cranky every time he came in to every time he came in, he sat on my side and he wanted to be served by me because I changed, I changed his experience. And I, I try to take that approach in, in my career today. Um, and again, I think finding ways to make people smile, to make people laugh, um, you know, it, it, but you have to know enough about them to know what, what, what does it for them? Um, what's their perspective and, and really finding a way, um, to create a positive environment to, to really bring that optimism, um, is, is really just how I live my day to day. And if I can give that to someone else, um, who may have lost it or needs it or, or wants to find it kind of in, in that context. Um, for me, it's just a fun challenge. And so it's, it's really finding joy, I think, where otherwise you, you might very easily um, be dismayed or just dis disappointed. Um, it's just taking it on. You know, I love that, especially in a healthcare setting, which you probably encountering patients and family members at perhaps their worst day, what could be their worst day. And then the words you said there, that f a fun challenge, a fun, respectable uh, challenge to serve them in a way where they can um, uh, be, be a raving fan uh, instead of um, someone who's not quite so uh, happy with the things that we're providing. I just, I tell you, I, I love that. I've, I'm camping out, if you will, on your focus on customer service and just love that uh, so, so much, Shauna. But, but Eddie, uh, awesome to see you here, Eddie. I'd love to turn it over to you to ask your question of Shauna. I appreciate that, Russell. I just had a Quick question, because and and I apologize, Sean, if you asked, answered this already, because this I, I got in here a little bit later. But two things that I wanted to kind of pick your brain on. The first thing is the idea of like accessibility. So I know you talked a lot about you know customer service approach to 
uh, to your role and things that you do. But I'm just curious of how accessible you are, not just to your team that you manage, but also the rest of the organization and kind of what how that impacts the culture and and the organization following that same persona that you do. And then the second question would more so be around your role as a mama, right? And understanding, or well, I guess asking what kind of tips that you would have specifically around calendar planning so that you can be both of those things to fullest of your ability, right? You know, balancing that, that full workload that you have, but also the demanding family part of it as well and wanting to understand what kind of calendar planning tips you, you do to make sure that both of those things happen. Great questions, Eddie. Um, thank you all. Um, maybe, maybe starting with the first one on, on kind of accessibility, you know, I, I'm a people person. I love people. If I could just, and you know, I, I, I find that, you know, part of my role of being a CISO, um, especially in a, in an organization like St. Luke's, which is a very, I would call it a very friendly organization. We're very nice. Um, there's a lot of meetings. Uh, and, and when I describe to my three and six year old, what I do, um, you know, I keep people safe and I, and I talk to people all day long, quite, quite frankly. Um, and, and part of that is, is, you know, you have to be accessible to build those relationships. And and I think going even further than that, you have to seek um, building those relationships. And so for me, that accessibility, you know, of course I'm always accessible, but I'm always kind of reaching out and trying to build, um, build on um, in those relationships as well. And I think where I'm most challenged in that I, I'll add is, you know, my my growing team you know when i when i became kind of the leader of the cybersecurity team we were a small group of you know eight people and when you have a small team like that you know it's it it feels like a family um and we've grown over years and you know having kind of those tight bonds with a, with a bigger team um is is harder to do and i think it, it, you have to be more intentional about the time um, that you do get, I think, in those conversations. And and part of that's just, just part of that is, is just maturing. Um, but but making sure that, one, people know that you're accessible, but but proving that, I think, more in just knowing it's it's really pursuing. Um, that is, is, is part of my strategy and, again, just part of who I am as a person and, and kind of the roles and tips of, of managing career woman and mama, I take to heart um, the, the concept of work-life balance. I mean, I, I sometimes am not the best example and I'm grateful that I've had people on my team who will call me out. Um, hey, you know, you've been, you've been working really late. Um, hey, you were working while you were off and you know, what that shows to me as, as an employee is that, is that that's what you expect as well. And of course, we're in cybersecurity. There's some element of that that absolutely would be required. You know, Tom, Tomas and I were talking about that a little bit tonight as well. Um, but to the, to the best that I can, um, I, I try my best to get home as close to five close to after five as I can, because bedtime at my house starts at seven thirty, And so it's, 
during the weeknights, you know, that's only a couple of hours to get to spend with kiddos. Um, and on the weekends, you know, making sure that my time on the weekends to, again, to the best that I can, it's not working. It's spending that quality time with my kids um, that, that I miss during the week. And, you know, I actually wrote an article um, for, for our IT department a while ago, just, just highlighting the, that balance, you know, that even I, that even I struggle with and, and really kind of going back to, um, you know, there's nights when I'm putting, putting my kids to bed and, you know, I, I, I feel guilty because on, on one hand, you know, I, I want them to fall asleep so quickly so that, you know, I can, I can go back to work. And, and on the other hand, I don't want the moment to end. And so Eddie, the, the best I can provide is, is find the balance that works the most, taking advantage of the time that you have, um, knowing that work will always be there. Um, and, and if you can, you know, surround yourself with a great team who can help support you, who will support that that work-life balance um both above you and below you um and and really um make make the time for the things that are most important which for me um is my family absolutely i appreciate all those insights we uh we have a a three-year-old and two-year-old boys at my house so it definitely gets oh wow (laughs) gets very fun very active all the time but very similar to you it's uh you know, as close as I can to five, thankfully I do work from home, but as close as I can to five, it is a process of like, okay, let me go ahead and turn work off and spend time with yes. them because that's, uh, that's what's really important. And if you don't, if you don't mind, cause you said something that I thought was very intriguing about the accessibility part and the fact that you are proactive, right. And in initiating, um, conversations, it sounds like with the rest of the organization, I'm just curious to know, what some of that 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 proactive interaction looks like you know are you planning internal meetings with people or are you just are you having lunch with different people from different you know yeah. pieces of the organization like what does that look like <laughs> oh, great question um I, I i try it from all angles um you know for me it's i want to especially if i'm trying to establish a relationship with a, with an executive that i don't yet have a relationship with um in fact, I, I met with one today and it's the initial discussion I started with, I'd love to learn more about um, the strategy that you're driving and as, as an executive and how I make sure I can support it. And then naturally that conversation, you know, often leads to, well, how can I support you in return? Um, and then to me, what where I like to go with that is, hey, you know, can we can we grab coffee? Can we grab lunch at some regular cadence so that we can stay connected, even just as as people? Um, you know, how are your how's your family? You know, what are you doing for the holidays? Right, being able to to build trust in that relationship so that down the road, when there are um, harder conversations that need to happen regarding you know, a cybersecurity incident that could impact their services, for example, or a vendor that they want to bring in that's high risk and 
I need to very have a very frank conversation with, you know, my executives about making decisions and that the trust has already been built. And it's so much easier to have um, that dialogue um, when that relationship is already there. So I think, you know, various ways, um, really seeking to understand, seeking to learn the things that are important to them, um, both from a work and from a kind of a, a personal um, aspect as well. But I, I love taking advantage of coffees and lunches and, um, you know, happy hours if that works best for folks as well. Thanks, Eddie. Thanks for hopefully that answered your question. And thanks for contributing to our conversation this evening. Sean, I went, you know, Octavia, Octavia, who's usually here, is not here, so I can say my dad joke. But when I was thinking about, you know, the, the kids and the, and the young ones, I was just thinking, you know, my baby's, he's 240 months old now. And um, <laughs> <laughs> so my, my young one is 20 years old. And I was just, I was just thinking, I, I completely agree with you along the lines of, you know, they grow up so fast. And I can tell you, as, as someone who has a 20-year-old, I talk to my son a lot and I might text him a lot, but man, I miss those times when he was very, very little and, and was very dependent and, and almost codependent, if you will. Now he's just on my expense account and he's not in the audience, <laughs> so I can talk about this. <laughs> now he's just on my expense account. I can't wait to get him off of my expense account because there's no more T&E's <laughs> reimbursements for him. But uh, uh, we it is it is almost uh top of the hour so there's about we're gonna go for another 30 minutes or so i want to be respectful of everybody's time and obviously shauna needs to get back to her kids because we're taking time away from her and her family uh but if you do have a question in the and you are in the audience and you want to raise your hand we'll bring you up on stage and you can ask your question uh if you want me to read it off to you you can just send me a quick uh, direct message uh, hopefully i can find it in my inbox and uh, and i'll read it off on online uh with that veronica thanks for joining us anything you want to ask uh, shauna yeah thank you so much uh tomas and uh shauna you know I, I really love hearing um your your lens on one just your your path your background and, and then just your focus right i don't think oftentimes when we think of cybersecurity professionals that we think um, uh, the customers first. A lot of times people think of the technology and we think of the threats and all of the other things. So thank you for, for bringing that lens and that, that angle of it um, to the forefront. Uh, really, the, the other only other thing I was just going to mention, uh, I, I like how you mentioned about the books. I think all of us are in that boat too. Right where we have all of these books that we truly, really oh, want good. to read. <laughs> yeah, listen, you are not alone. I, I, um, <laughs> I recently, I will add a book though to the list for anyone who's looking for something to start over the, the holiday. Um, I started reading Oliver Berkman's 4,000 Weeks. Um, so I don't know if anyone, if you have you read that, Shauna? I haven't. I'm writing it down though, as you mentioned. All right. Yeah. 4,000 Weeks, Oliver Berkman. It is, I mean, right on target with what you're talking about here. Like we, we have a finite time on this earth, right? So if you live... Uh, to 80, that's 4,000 weeks. And um, he kind of goes through the book. I don't want to steal the thunder for anyone, but he basically just talks about, you know, at a high level, one of the things that we don't realize is we have far less control than we think, even over that time. Um, so, you know, how should we look at that, basically, and make the most of the life um, that we have with, with the time that we have while we're here? So, um I love the, the customer focus and, 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 and the other thing that you said about 
really trying to um, like make a difference, right? Like I, I heard that theme earlier on is that this is about making a difference for you. You want to do meaningful work. So I really like bringing that focus again to the front um, for what we're doing. I think the only question that I would probably ask is around, um, you know, as you think about, you know, where we are now, we've gone through, what does it feel like, three years of a pandemic? I think we're in a triple-demic now. Um, going into next year, I won't call it a fourth year. I refuse to to put that burden on 2023. But as we approach 2023, you know, how are you looking at um, continuing uh, to kind of, have have impact um, where in some of these areas that you talked about, right? In some of these areas that Russell mentioned, right? And 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 Tomas around like, you know, diversity, yeah. equity, and inclusion. How do we bring more women? How do we get more diverse voices? How do we even get more people who may have different, um, who are differently abled or different abilities, right? To kind of com- complement that um, diversity lens. So, any any thoughts around that impact, as you mentioned about ESG earlier on? Yeah, um, thank you, and thanks for for sharing your thoughts um, and and the the book idea as well. When I when I think about how to how I feel like I can provide the most influence on diversity in in cybersecurity, um, my focus has really always been on students. Um, how do we encourage students across any type of um, major, for example, or how do we influence students um, in even, you know, high school or and younger to be interested in a career in cybersecurity? And, and I, I partner with a couple of our colleges um, here locally, and <clears throat> I, I, I try to focus um, that my time, yes, for the, for the cybersecurity programs, but I try to go kind of beyond that as well, because I would imagine that if I asked, you know, all of you, or even kind of everyone on this call that, you know, a lot of us probably come from very diverse educational backgrounds. And I, I think that there is value in that in cybersecurity. And I think that you know, we, as, so educational diversity is really important to me um, in in cybersecurity. And I think that the more that you welcome and embrace that, naturally, you're going to invite and incite um, more diversity overall. Um, You know, so, so when I go in and partner with, with colleges, you know, I'm, I'm talking to the accounting program. I'm talking to the business programs, um, obviously computer science and cybersecurity programs. Um, you know, I'm partnering with our, our, um, local school boards and creating content for high school to focus on cybersecurity. And when I do that, and when I'm having those conversations, I'm very intentional, about making sure that we're focusing on what I think is the right things, which isn't necessarily the technology yet. It's 
Right. What is business and wh why is cybersecurity important to a business? Yeah. What is what is the purpose of cybersecurity? It's not about technology, right? It's about enabling business and helping young students understand that and mm -hmm. frame it in a way that inspires them to 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 feel like they can participate regardless of what their their technical interest or or capabilities are. I love that. I think I think that's the answer to where the pipeline is, right? Like the big the big question, right? The big elephant in the room is how do we increase the pipeline? I think that's it. I, I love that. Thank you so much, Shauna. Yeah, no, thank you. Thanks, Veronica. Thanks for uh, raising your hand and joining the conversation this evening. And I was just going to say, you know, I don't have any issues listening to audiobooks because I'm always stuck in traffic for almost two, actually for almost three hours out my day going in and out of the, going into work and coming home. So, you know, in New York, in this small town of New York, you could listen to a lot of audiobooks <laughs> in, that, in that commute. Um, so that might help, uh, you know, Shauna, if you, if you uh, sure. wanted to increase your uh, commute time. Um, Mo, thanks for uh, thanks for raising your hand and joining the conversation. Anything you want to ask Shauna? Yes, thank you, Thomas, for uh, including me in here. And uh, Shauna, listening to your story, um, it is absolutely inspiring um, to how, you know, you got to where you are. Um, amazing story. So my question is to you is, you know, I've had uh, – countless uh interviews uh with CISOs um and I've noticed that you know this question um you know is very interesting to the CISOs when I ask is what traits do you look for when assembling your leadership team and your cybersecurity team around you know uh where you work yeah, um, Mo, thank you. Thank you for the question. Um, and and I'm, I'm glad that you asked. I think it's important. And I think if you're looking for a role, um, you know, I, I would want to know that whatever that, that person says is, is important to me too. Um, for me, when I'm building a team, you know, one of the most important things for me, um, and probably no surprise given, you know, the discussion you've heard from me over the, the last hour is uh, the people. I mean, are you someone that I want to work with every day? Are you someone who is going to create a positive culture, enable really kind of a, a, um, a great experience for the rest of my team? Um, I can teach people the things that they need to know. We can teach people their, their, the technical aspects of their job, but do they have really um, the a personality? I think that that fits um, with within what we're wanting. And for me, you know, what I want to see is I want to see someone who's a go getter, someone who's going to drive, um, but who's going to do it in a positive way. Um, who aren't going to um, push people down to get there, um, but who's going to do it in a way that's going to benefit the organization. And, and that's important, right? We're not here to serve ourselves. We're here to serve our organization. And in healthcare, we're here to serve our communities. And so really looking at it from that lens of kind of being a servant um, to to, to the people that we're trying to keep safe um, and to 
being part of a family of these, you know, this team. And I know a lot of people work from home today, but, you know, some of us still come in the office and, you know, we're spending more time, um, you know, with the people that we work with and we, we, we do with our small children, like we talked about today. And so for me, it's important that we're making that a positive experience for everyone. And that means having the right people there. Um, really kind of that concept of, you know, you have to make sure that you have the right people on the bus. And then it doesn't matter where the bus goes as long as you've got the right people there. So um, for me, it's um, do you have those traits um, to, to be a team player, to drive um, and um, be, be part of a team? Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And Thomas, thank you very much for uh, giving me the opportunity to ask Shauna that question. Yeah, no worries. And thanks for thanks for joining us again this evening. Uh, again, if it's, uh, it, it's we've got about 20, 20 more minutes left in the segment. So if there's anybody that wants to raise their hand and uh, ask a question, feel free to do so and I'll bring you up on stage. Uh, Anil, I'll pass it over to you. Thanks, Tomas. Uh, Shauna, one of the things you touched upon was intriguing is, you know, we're all involved at varying levels, uh, you know, finding mentorship, finding guidance. I'm also involved with some of the schools in our district and college programs. Uh, tell us a little bit more about, about your current involvement, what you're doing on that front, and how you got, got involved with that aspect of it, uh, and, you know, trying to you know, set the table for the next generation of leaders. Yeah, happy to. Um... So I serve on, um, so Boise State recently created what they call the Institute of Pervasive Cybersecurity. Um, and, you know, what I, what I love about what Boise State is doing is they've, they've created what they, they call um, the Cyberdome. It's, it's conceptually um, a sock that could, that is, that is staffed by students um, and can serve um, local, um, a lot of county type um, organizations, state travel, um, etc. And it's, to me, it's, it's important because it's creating opportunities for students, people who are interested in cybersecurity to get experience while they're getting education. And I love that. Um, and what's great about what Boise State is doing is um, they're, they're pulling other st schools in, in our state in so that students students from anywhere, um, at least in, in Idaho um, and, and the partnerships that they've built get the opportunity to participate. So I serve on um, their board and every opportunity I get, I'm there reviewing resumes, I'm, I'm there um, you know, speaking with the students and, and building relationships with those students, encouraging the students to reach out to me, whether it be, um, you know, via LinkedIn or, or however I can, um, really kind of offer them them guidance. You know, um, I I wish that uh, I had you know the funding and support to hire you know tons and tons and tons of interns so that I could give them the experience they really truly need um, to head out into the workforce. You know, we are working on building a more robust intern program, um, but but we're not quite there um, where I'd like to be yet. Um, in addition to serving kind of on the Boise State Board, I serve on another um, local 
um, community college um, board, and then I've participated um, with the with the local um, state board of education in building the high school curriculum. And and, and how I got those opportunities um, really comes down to one. I'm I, it's a passion of mine, and so I'm I'm looking for them. But really, it's because I built connections. Um, with with the people in my community who are also passionate about doing the same things and so you know it's boise is a small community the cyber community the cyber security community in boise is even smaller um and so when when you, you when you find kind of that group of people who have that shared passion um generally we we tend to serve on a lot of these things together um because we all um really kind of feel that need uh, to give back so I would encourage those who who have that passion and have that interest um, to reach out and, and offer. Um, recently, I've I've expanded. Um, I also serve um, now on a new board committee for um, our local YMCA, and um, for me, um, this this was really important and a great opportunity because I feel like the YMCA's. Um, in a different way, such a valued asset um, to our community. I just think the the mission um, is is so important, and I love what they do to to truly help people of all right, all all socioeconomic classes, and any um, you know the the health programs that they're driving are are just incredible, and so being able to serve. Um, uh, a, a group like that also is just um, such a great opportunity, and, and again, finding finding those opportunities through the the connections um, that I've built um, is is really how um, I've I've gotten there. And so, again, stressing just um, build those relationships and find the people who have shared passion. Oh, that's awesome. Thanks for sharing that, Shauna. I think, like you said, you know, we, we always talk about the talent shortage and the pipeline, but look, you got to start earlier and earlier and, and getting out in front of there, showing folks that this is the path. So uh, kudos to all your efforts on that front. Uh, on to you, Katie. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah. So listen, I've, I've been listening uh, throughout the evening and I'm so curious, um, because I, because I come from the same background, <laughs> you know, like, mm-hmm. um, you know, small town girl, um, I'm super interested. Uh, and, and I don't know if I missed it at the very beginning because I missed like five minutes. Uh, what was your very, 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 very first job ever? Working in the family's diner. I mean, it I was the I diner. Started, okay. You of course. Sprinkled that in. So let me yeah. ask you a question. Cause I thought I heard it later. Right. So I was like, okay, is that, does that mean that's what she did her for? So tell me more about, um, you know, in looking into the next two, three, five, ten years of your career and, and where you are, right? And, you know, and I, I appreciate it so much because I'm looking back at my community and trying to figure out how do I help my community that didn't even have, you know, a, a computer class when I was in high school, which, by the way, wasn't that long ago. <laughs> you know? So it was really, they should have. So my point is, and based on your story, what are, what are you thinking about in terms of going back into your community and or, I mean, globally, I mean, or nationally, you know, what are, mm-hmm. what are the things that we can do? Because you've, you've given us so many amazing examples. We can actually go out and do these things. And I want to make sure that, um, you know, our listeners, you know, have you know, links and things that we can do to actually go out and do the work. 
You know, I one of the things that I think just any of us could be doing, um, especially, you know, with, with cybersecurity skills and experience um, is just having conversations. I, I've reached out over the years to high schools and, and junior highs just to say, hey, can we come talk to your class? Um, you know, can it, it can be any class, but can can we just come come talk to them about what what it's like to be um, a cybersecurity professional? Um, and never have I been turned down. I mean, it's really on each of us just to take the time and the initiative to go have a, a very easy, um, you know, 20 minute conversation with a class here and there. And you never know, even if you inspire one student in that class to be a little bit interested, or if you scare the students enough to, you know, pay more attention on social media, um, regardless, um, it's gonna most likely have, you know, positive outcomes. And that's something that regardless of what level you are um, in cybersecurity, we all have enough knowledge that we can be sharing um, and, and could do so very easily without having to be on a board or without having, um, you know, to, to make the right connections. They're, they're very simple things um, that we could do right away. Well, I appreciate that. And then also, I mean, when we think about like our day-to-day, right? Um, mm-hmm. Was there ever a moment in your career where you just completely were like, okay, that's not going to be the direction I'm going to go. I'm going to go this direction. Um, I kind of heard that in your story earlier, but would love to hear some more clarity around like when that moment was when you, cause you're so clear in your direction and I love it and I appreciate it, especially with, um, you know, teenage kids. Right. I love it. So tell us more about that moment and kind of what that meant to you and where that has taken you. Yeah, I'm 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 thinking Katie about what I would what I would declare that moment to be. Um mm. you know, for me I look at even my career now and I actually don't know that I'm I know what I love. I'll I'll say that, right? I know that I find passion um in, in healthcare and in cybersecurity and in helping. Um, do I know what that looks like five years from now? I don't know. You know, I'm, uh, if there was a way that I could give back bigger, um, and broader, I mean, you, you mentioned nationally or, or globally, you know, that is intriguing to me. Um, if, if I could find a way to do that, caveat um, in a way where I could still have the, the right work-life balance to raise a, th- a three and six-year-old, <laughs> right? Um, as, as a good parent, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. Um, but I don't think that I understood how much I appreciated all of that until I, until I got there. You know, when I was at Deloitte, um, you know, I, I loved that drive of, uh, you know, just, just working hard and doing great at it. I, I loved that. And it really wasn't until I left and gained the perspective. Um, and, and, you know, we talked about this earlier, kind of that opportunity and, 
of, of having different perspectives and those different experiences, I think, help you appreciate in different ways um, where you've been and, and, and where you're at now. And I think for me, um, it's it's really been in this role and, and here in this organization, in this industry that I've really truly come to realize, you know, wow, I fell into a great thing. And, and sometimes I don't even think I can give myself credit for having gotten here. I, I took advantage of opportunities and I'm surrounded by incredible people. Um, and it's, it's, it's now in this moment, I think, Katie, that I'm like, yeah, I love this. I don't know if this is forever, but today in this moment, I am so grateful to be able to do the things I do with the people I do it with. Um, and that for me kind of sets a bar for where I go from here. Um, I have to love, I have to love those things. That's, that's beautiful. It really is. Um, and that's why we do these meetings of the minds, you know, on Wednesday nights to really understand, you know, why it is that all of us, it's, they spent, we spent all this time, right. Uh, going in and committing to this industry. So, uh, Tomas over to you to bring us home. Do you have uh, any, any, uh, other question or any of the other sort of, uh, co-hosts um if you guys have any other question before i get to the final question okay i guess it, i guess it's up to me then i gotta the bring it home we want to know shauna shauna are you on the edge of your seat this is the last question this is the one that we didn't talk about actually we didn't talk about any of the questions really but <laughs> <laughs> No, this has been a great session this evening. It's been great to uh, to listen to you to your your journey and your your origin story, and and obviously pick out a lot of commonalities between uh, our, our experiences and our backgrounds. You know the the customer service, the small town uh, boy slash girl, um, and I'll say girl for Katie, boy for me in New York, right? Small towns. Um, Obviously, you, you've got, um, I'll say, a, a very inspirational is what I'll say, inspirational leadership skills, leadership ability, not skills, leadership ability. And it sounds uh, it sounds fantastic. You know, I, I, I aspire to uh, want to work for you one of these days, and I, and I really do mean that, um, because you sound like you, you would be a really great, you would be a, a great leader for, uh, for me to learn from. Um, there is one person that is raising their hand, so I'm going to bring them up on stage and, and allow them to ask that question, and we'll sort of bring ourselves to a close because, again, I do want to be respectful of, of time. Um, so if you – I thought I saw somebody raise their hand. All right, maybe they changed their mind, which happens sometimes. Um, but, again, if you just joined us, you've missed a good sort of hour and a half uh, – just about an hour and a half of, of great conversation, getting to know Shauna and, and her experience and her origin story. As, I, as, as I've always said, the reason why I asked the origin story is because I do think that we are truly superheroes in what we do. Um, mm -hmm. we're, we're here to inspire, we're here to, to shape companies, and, you know, for your CISOs or CEOs or other types of leaders within your organization. 
And you would inspire that next generation of, of, of individuals and talent that are looking to want to be you and want to grow into your role at some point in time in, in their lives. So, you know, very, very key and critical. There was a, something that you said that actually resonated with me around going into the communities and teaching into in teaching a class or just speaking to the class, uh, you know, the high schools or the elementary schools. And I, I agree with that a hundred percent. I think, you know, not to sort of, I, I've said this before on other forums, not that I'm a McDonald's sort of supporter, but if you think about that sort of McDonald's way, right, everybody remembers those golden arches from those Happy Meals because you remember the Happy Meals as you, when you were a little kid. And and where am I going with that? Well, if you start young, if you start in the schools and you start educating around cybersecurity, it'll continue to foster and continue to grow and, and you've got an almost instant pipeline of talent. And so what inspired me is that, you know, we, in my role, I'm in different communities uh, just about every year putting on a big event. And I'm going to add that. I know we do a, a summit where we meet with our partners and, and our key stakeholders in that sort of cyber summit um, that we did specifically in Arizona a few weeks ago. But I'm going to add the component around going into the schools. I think that's a, that's probably a good thing to do. Um, and I like that. And so you've inspired me to, to add that into, into our playbook. So, you know, Las Vegas, we'll see you. We'll see you. School, the schools in Las Vegas as we get to uh, the Super Bowl in Las Vegas, but because um, it might be a little bit too late for us to, to do something in in Arizona. But um, with that said, I do want to get back to you and ask you. Sorry, that I'm rambling so much, Shauna, but I just uh, I just wanted you to know that that actually did inspire me, and so I'm. Was typing up a message to my team, trying to figure out how can we do this and and who do we need to connect with inside the uh, the NFL. But with that said, this this question that I like asking of our guests is really a a reflection question. And and so, if you had one piece of advice, and I do know that you're just turned twenty five, so you know you're relatively young. Uh, <laughs> You know, as is Katie and Lisa Beth and all of us on stage, we're all in that in our twenties. Um, if you have one piece of advice for the younger Shauna, what would it be and why? Don't try to find what you believe is the perfect path to get where you want to go. And, and I, I was thinking about this this morning, um, you know, in, in excitement of our conversation tonight. And I, and I think that if as a young student, as a student, as a young career um, driven professional, if I knew that I wanted to be where I'm at today, I think I would have taken what I would have perceived to be a direct path. I would have said, mm, I have to have education in cybersecurity. I have to start my career in cybersecurity. And, you know, I have to do that in order to get um, a CISO role. And I'm, and I'm, well, I'm glad that I didn't know uh, that I wanted to be a CISO. Um, but I truly believe that if I had taken that path, I wouldn't be here. And I certainly wouldn't be here at the time that I, that I was. Um, and so just recognize 
I think I would have told myself, accept your journey, um, accept and take on challenges that scare you um, and embrace them. And, and I, and, and I think if, you know, I had known what I was doing as I had done it, um, I might've made different choices. And, and so I'm, I'm glad obviously, uh, that I made the choices that I did to get me where I am. Um, but if I had been more intentional about some of them, I, I may not have landed where I was. So, um, just really kind of, um, being okay with, with not, and I mentioned this earlier, and this is again, something I've been working on as a, an individual and as a professional, it doesn't have to be perfect. And the way you get there does not have to be perfect. Um, just, just take advantage of, of what's in front of you. Um, work hard, have fun. Um, and, and above all, I think, you know, just, just be a good person. I love that. I love that. Oh, that, that's such a great response. Uh, I love that. And I like the fact that it, it was very candid. <laughs> Sorry to put you on the spot like that, Shauna, but that was, that was so awesome. Um, I, I, I recognize that my fault. I, I missed uh, Hussein Yasser, who did, re- I did bring him up on stage. So Hussein, I, uh, if, if Sean if, and, and the rest of the calls, if you guys permit us a few more minutes, uh, Hussein, why don't you ask you a question of Shauna? I would like to thank you all for this great uh, conversation. You are very welcome. Uh, is there anything that you want to ask of, of Shauna? If, if not, then... Uh, no, thanks a lot. Okay. No, we appreciate you coming up and thanks for the, uh, the, the shout out. Um, so look, uh, mo- moderators, anything... Anything, uh, any any comments, any final closing comments that you want to share uh, with Shauna as we uh, look to close out for the evening? Thank you, Shauna, for coming on, a fellow healthcare CISO. Great conversation, great things you're doing. Um, if you ever need to chat, um, my ears are open, and I would love to hear from you and bounce some ideas as well. Thank you. I would love that. Same. Thank you. And Shauna, I'll say, I've said it before, the, your focus on customer service has been a big impact on me. I've got a lot of notes from other folks attending, like, wow, I really like Shauna. So you, your impact is uh, profound, uh, whether you've heard me say it or, or have me uh, let you know whether the folks are sharing with me um, uh, privately about what you shared this evening. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. That's very nice. Appreciate that. And Sean, I'll echo, um, you know, just the whole story you had about just kind of not being afraid, you know, and just going out and doing the work um, and having an altruistic approach and um, doing the right thing. I love that um, from a healthcare perspective as an individual person in general. <laughs> I just really appreciate your approach to our business and, and your contribution to our industry. So just it's, it was a gift to learn more about you tonight. And thank you again for sharing your story. Thank you, Small Town Katie. It's been great getting to know you as well. Thanks for the conversation, Shauna. Your passion definitely shines through. So I'm glad we had an opportunity to connect collectively. And Shauna, I'm I'm so very happy and fortunate to have uh, have met you 
at the FBI CISO Academy. So we're both uh, alums. So I'm glad we, I'm glad we met. I'm glad we we crossed paths, and I'm glad you uh, agreed to d- to being on the on the show and adding to our community. So thank you for for that. Um, and before we sort of wrap, I do want to thank everybody for for joining us. Uh, we will be back in the new year. We we have a we're gonna try to take some time off, so we won't be here next Wednesday. But we will be back in the new year. You'll see you'll see a, a, a new post come out from uh, from one of us uh, around our, our next guest uh, sometime in, in that will arrive sometime in January. So we hope that you all have a great holidays uh, with your family and your loved ones, uh, and spend the time that's necessary to recuperate if you're uh, feeling like you're burnt out take care of your mental health uh, and take care of your family's mental health. Shauna, I'll leave the final words from you. And on behalf of everybody, uh, thank you. So I'll leave the final words from you. It's It's been a great night and I truly appreciate um, the opportunity that each of you gave to me to, to just reflect. You know, I don't know that I take the time enough to do that. And, and you've really given me that opportunity tonight. And I can't thank you enough for that. Um, it's it's it, you've all inspired me um, just in, in the conversation and your questions. So so thank you, um, thank you for what you do um, on on this podcast. I love that you're giving a, a, a platform for um, cybersecurity um, leaders and individuals, and um, really helping provide um, that leadership and thoughts um, for for our industry. Um, this is a lot out of your time um, every week, so I can't I can't thank you all enough, and I appreciate you having me. Thank you. We'll see you all in, in the new year, Sean. I'll talk to you soon. Cheers, everybody. Bye bye. Thank you all.